Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone, I have Luz Gonzalez here today. She's an emotional intelligence business consultant. Hi Luz, welcome. Hi, hi Claudia, thanks for having me on. Oh, so happy to have you on. Of course, you were my first panelist on my webinar. How can I not bring you back? Yes. It was, it's, I mean, we have had such great conversations and a great friendship. So I had to, of course, have you back. So that way, my new listeners can get an idea of the kind of amazing person you are. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for... Thank you for the podcasts that you're doing. Thank you for those webinars that you provide to so many people. They're giving so much knowledge, support, collaboration, and inspiration. And thank, thank you for having you. me on. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so I'd I like to start with some icebreakers. And my first question is, what is your go-to midnight snack? <laughs> go-to midnight snack. Mm -hmm. If I allow myself to feel the hunger and not say, go to sleep, you don't need food at this moment. Sometimes it's a spoon of peanut butter, crunchy Ooh. peanut butter, because I need yes. the crunch, yes. right? It satisfies a little sweet and salt. Uh -huh. Sometimes, believe it or not, I'll open up a can of tuna, mm -hmm. make some scrambled eggs. I'm Latina, so I need that rice, white uh -huh. rice, tuna. It's the sweet and salt. Yeah. And, and then egg, scrambled yeah. eggs. Oh, so good. Interesting. <laughs> it's either, you know, something quick or something like you'll really get into, huh? <laughs> exactly, right. It depends on how much I'm invested. Yeah. If, if I'm going to sleep the calories, yeah. I'm going to make it work. <laughs> love it. I love it. Also, what is your astrology sign? Libra. Oh, Libra. Cusp. I would say cusp with Scorpio because there okay. are, I'm 21st of October. Ah. If I want to, you know, send a birthday greeting, <laughs> I'm an identical twin. And so we both share October 21. And even though Scorpio is 23, I have some tendencies in Scorpio. Oh, but wow. I think the Libra balances the Scorpio and me out. Yeah, yeah, I can see that now. Oh, my goodness. I love Scorpios. Um, yeah, I, as an Aquarius, we get along really well with Libras, of course, because it's an air sign, but of Scorpios because you have a mystery and a depth that we love so we just we just gravitate to scorpio so <laughs> i love it yes um, i i get along really well with scorpios because i i really get them it's about yes or no be mm -hmm. clear yes. and there's this really strong intuition about them right and there's an intensity that i have right. that people say sometimes you could be too much but and then that Libra part of me yeah. comes in and becomes diplomatic about how I want to mm -hmm. explain things. Let me be friendly. Yes. Let me support others. So I super appreciate where I stand. That's amazing. Yeah, one of the best people in my life. He's a Scorpio, and I totally get it. So and I I, I really appreciate all Scorpios. So, <laughs> um, and my last question is, what is your favorite vacation spot? Ooh. I just came back from Colorado, mm. Utah, and Arizona, and I was like, that's amazing. Yes. Yes. One of the, I don't know if you talked, if you've talked about Feng Shui on this 
talk on these webinars yet, but I found out that my lucky element is water and woods. Mm -hmm. And it made so much sense because I needed blue. There was a time in my life when I'm like, I need blue, I need blue and I need green. And then um, I went to a feng shui person and they told me your lucky element is water and wood. And so Uh, anything that has water, the ocean, the river, a stream, a lake, I love anything that has water around it. And like forests. I love that. I just learned something new because I'm, I mean, my logo is blue and I, my favorite color is green. So, (laughs) and I'm always gravitating. If I buy anything that I can buy in those colors, I will. (laughs) Exactly. So you ask, ask yourself, what do I need sometimes? Do I need water? Do I need Mm -hmm. mountain? Do I need land, red earth? And that's for you to find out what's your lucky element. I love it. I'm going to definitely dive into that. See, I learned something new. I love it. All right, let's dive in, Luz. So I wanted to, I wanted everyone to get to know you a little better. Um, tell us a little bit about your path to self-discovery um, and before you even got to be a consultant. I love this question because we grow up, we go to school, and we follow directions. We follow a mold. Mm-hmm. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to learn. This is what you have to um, deliver. But who is really developing who we are innately? I had these set of skills. I was intuitive. I could pick up on nonverbal language, but it wasn't a thing. Right. Another thing people don't say is the job you're going to create or the career you're going to create has not been developed yet. So right. let's develop who you are because you are the in the inner entrepreneur who will bring it to life. Mm. So all my life, I've been following a mold. I was an assistant, a secretary, a business person, you know, following this, sales, everything's about sales. Mm-hmm. What I didn't recognize were my innate skills, which were I could read people. I could mm. um, make something that was complex, simple. I can get to the root of things to support someone becoming their best self. So all of these things help me develop who I am today with my business, Clarity with Loose, and my other business, EQ Refined. Right. Right. How did you feel, you know, growing up and knowing these parts of yourself? How did you, how did you kind of keep a part of yourself sane, right? Because everything else is not what's really going on internally how did you process that as you were getting to becoming this person you know business consultant for emotional intelligence one of the things that i recognize is we either come from a place of we come from both but Mm -hmm. predominantly we come from a place of superiority where people around you are just stupid and idiots and how could you not get this right Or, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't get that. Ah, I'm so less than. You're better. Someone else can do it better. And I was normally the inferior mentality. Of course, there's superior and inferior that flip. Right. Predominantly inferior. That's why I say I come into this world supporting you in developing you. Right. Because that was something that I lacked. Mm -hmm. I wish someone said, hey, what you do innately is a skill. Right. is a characteristic, is your strength. Mm-hmm. Let's develop it more. Right. So to be honest, I came from a place where I felt out. 
Mm. So that's why inclusivity is very important for me. And I'm now also a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant within my businesses. Amazing. And what was your pivotal moment that led you to to see this part of yourself and convert it into into be, you know starting your own business, Te- getting all of those beautiful gifts within yourself to convert. What was the pivotal moment in your life? You're like, oh, actually, this is what I can do to use all of that. Well, to be honest, um, it really is a journey. A situation happened. A situation happened. A situation happened, and little by little, I started connecting the dots. I realized that I had um, gift of being able to console women, making the complex easy, helping them see their lives and the decisions they were making to create the consequences that they were experiencing. So in 2016, I opened up my consultancy of Mm. Clarity with Luz, Luz, Light, my name is Light, and it's Clarity with Light, comprehending. And from there, I went back to college when I, I was part of a nonprofit that taught financial literacy in schools. And part of the financial literacy course was management. And I inserted emotional awareness courses. And that's when I realized organizations need to catch up. They need to start giving emotional awareness courses in the workplace. So that's when I opened up EQ Refined. Right. Wow. That's powerful. I mean, that's wonderful. Um, And tell us a little bit about your workshop or or what is the process when, when you are hired Um, to teach emotional intelligence in a business? So oftentimes I'll hear, oh, what is that? You know, what is is it that you do? So I talk about unconscious bias. So when COVID happened, um, there was an experience of people seeing an Asian person and having an automatic thought that was to protect their own survival, their life. Right. So they saw danger and expressed it right. either verbally or emotionally or in their thoughts or in their body language. Right. So unconscious bias is bringing the unconscious to the conscious. I could have a thought, let's take away COVID, but I could have a thought to save my life. Mm-hmm. But now I'm in a place where I'm safe, mainly. I, I have a roof over my head. I have food in my belly. So now I have time to process And that's what I do is I teach the pause, the process. So in my workshops, when I connect with someone, I ask them, what is the need in their office? Is it helping teams work together better, collaboration? Mm -hmm. Is it bringing to light what is emotional awareness and raising your EQ? Mm -hmm. It's better than IQ because EQ is about everything, more than what you see, more than what you hear, just knowing and then knowing how to communicate. So... I asked them, what is it that they would like their audience or their team to take away? And from there, we start developing a workshop. Right. Wow. That, I love that um, because I'm sure that two, no two businesses are struggling the same, right? They're not both uh, having lacking teamwork or whatever it is that they're, they may need help with. So I really like that you kind of manage what an expectation of what they're going through versus just you coming in like having already a set program and saying this is what we're going to do versus getting to know them and that's truly powerful um you know most of the people that i have on here the way they work is predominantly that way and i wanted to highlight that because 
that's part of being mindful, right? That's being mindful of who else you're, you're sharing space with, right? Versus just, it's about loose, right? It's not, and what you're giving, right? It's, it's more of an interaction and you kind of bond, right? Like you start to bond a little bit with these people that you are working with um, through that process. Do you yeah, get that, so, right? Yeah, so everything in life, I've, I've been able to really assess this and it's about relationship building Mm. and communication mm. how many times have we been um in a relationship and this is an interaction with the cashier right and we have not optimized this relationship we have not truly connected right. what is the individual's name if i want to be seen most likely they want to be seen Absolutely. and when you really want to know about someone's life there is a relationship that's created and then the next step is communication have they said something that has offended you or affected you or have you pause in some way that broke the connection? Right. Are we willing to then bridge that gap? Right. right. So it's about relationship building and communication. Absolutely. And something um, that I wanted to touch up on, the, the marriage between mindfulness and emotional intelligence, right? Because that's, they're together, they're, they're, they found each other, they're living heavily ever after, right? Uh, and just always, I like to mention that mindfulness is the basis to a lot of these beautiful uh, parts of ourselves, in, including emotional intelligence. Um, how, do you, how do you apply, or do you apply mindfulness in, in your teachings um, with corporate settings or personal settings? Um. Well, the very first thing that I want to implement is the desire, the mm -hmm. intention. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do this? Because, you know, it's like someone who smokes. If you don't really want to quit smoking or have that real discipline or intention to quit smoking, you're not going to. And I could talk to you about how this affects mm -hmm. your body and the environment, etc. Yeah. And it won't do anything until you have that desire or intention to do so, like the right. gym. Um, so I merge it by first adding, what's your intention? Mm. And then let's follow that up with awareness, right? Because we are often on autopilot mm -hmm. and the awareness is becoming authentic. So it's like really connecting to that cashier that I mentioned earlier, right? I'm on autopilot when I'm there and she's checking out my, my groceries and she's most likely on autopilot as well. Right. And if I would take a moment to take a breath and be mindful, mm -hmm. Then I could see her name and I could be like, hi, Sarah, how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your help. I appreciate right. it. Right, right. No, it, it makes a world of a difference. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's not something that we're saying that we're forcing for you to connect with people because we have our days too, right? There are some days that we just don't want to socialize. We just want to go to the store and come back. Um, and that's okay too, right? And and know that that's that is okay. And then the moments that you do are, and just put your phone down for a moment and ask them how their day is going, right? Because they're seeing uh, the cashier. I've seen a hundred people before you, and no one really asks, right? But you're the one person, and um, they'll never forget or you how you made them feel seen or valued. Um, even just saying thank you for doing what she was here to help me 
you know, go get my groceries and pay for them and um, all these beautiful, valuable situations that we miss, right, throughout our day? Well, for sure. We're all part of a team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to say something which some people might find shocking, but, you know, 99.9% of the day we are on autopilot. Mm -hmm. We are not connecting. I myself have to be very, very observant of those brief moments when I truly am present because I am so carried away by the day, wake up, kids, coffee, food, mail, etc., email, never ending. (laughs) So I need to really carve out moments. And that's something that I, I, you know, I put a little sticky note on the mirror, be mindful of my breath. Be right. mindful of my body. Be mindful of really looking around me right. and feeling in gratitude. So that has to be a conscious effort because yeah. we're so conditioned to be unconscious. Yeah, for sure. Um, what would you rec- or recommend or suggest for the listeners out there to tap into their emotional intelligence for the first time or, or to sustain it? So I had a class with um, Gary Zukoff, which we both love as an author and a speaker, motivational teacher. Um, He said to me, um, could you be in love or in fear? Mm -hmm. And then I said, I said, how would I know? He said, tap into my body and see how it feels. And I said, oh, my body feels fine. I feel good. He said, if you can't be particular about how your body's feeling, then most likely you're unconscious. Mm. And that for me was like a, pew, pew, you know, what do you mean? I'm <laughs> My body's fine. I feel great. Mm-hmm. And then he gave me steps on how to really tune in to how's my chest feeling? Right. How's my throat feeling? Right. How's different parts of my body feeling? And right. when I tune in, that's the first step for for emotional awareness, emotional intelligence, mindfulness. Right. And I'll just give you a quick story. I was standing in line at the post office right after kind of that conversation. I was standing in line at the post office and like normal people do, I'm people watching, standing in line, waiting for my turn, noticing this person, noticing that person. Mm-hmm. And what his words, uh, what he said to me came to my head. So I said, okay, let me focus on my body inside and what I noticed was my stomach was like this Mm. and I was like oh I was unaware of this feeling in me because I was so out there that I had to tune it into me and that was the beginning of my process wow that's that's amazing um so how would you recommend for others to tap into that besides like their body as they're like how to how to control your emotions through tapping through your body can you repeat the question? How can you tap into your emotions while you're tapping into your body? Like what? what How's what the correlation? Yes. What is the correlation between the two? Okay. So when I, going back to the story of me being in the post office, mm. when I'm standing in the post office and my stomach is like this, each part of our body centers have a significant meaning. When you talk about the solar plexus, the stomach area, there's an energy there, which is my own personal power. Mm -hmm. 
my own personal power and what is it? And so I was realizing that as I'm sitting there observing people, I am not tuning into my own personal power. So then what happens is the physical body gets connected to the thought and there's a subconscious thought underneath that says, will they accept me? Um, Will I be able to speak or communicate this message that I have within me? Right. And that's just an example of the solar plexus area. So if it's my chest that I'm feeling tight. So for example, I'm about to present. Right. I feel tightness in my chest. Mm -hmm. What would be the message in this heart area center? It would be, am I loved? Can I love? Am I going to be received? Again, Mm -hmm. it's, it's similar but different. Right. Similar also with the throat area. Right. Can I communicate my authentic voice and vision? Right. Right. Will it be accepted? So there's these thoughts that are connected to the physical sensation, and that's what you start building and bridging. Ah, okay. Well, that's wonderful. How would you bridge with what body center is associated with anger? So anger would be an emotion tune into where in the body it's being felt Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's where the magic lies so there could be a thought of anger right take a time out and if you can sit with it right where do i feel something come up mainly you could be in your thoughts and you're not really even tuning into what is happening in the body right right but if you stay quiet for a moment it will pop up You'll feel something or there'll be something that's correlating to a thought. They don't respect me. They don't hear me. I'm not seen. I can't trust them. Go on and on. There's more if you you are patient enough to start discovering it. And that's why I say you start first with the intention. Do you really want to? Or do you want to continue living the way you've been living, Mm -hmm. unconsciously creating consequences that you are now living? Right. Right. No, that's truly powerful is the intention, right? Because otherwise, um, why even go further if you're not, if your intention is meaning not to really tune into yourself, to, to start meeting yourself and loving yourself and knowing yourself in deeper, in a deeper way. Um, that's really, truly empowering. And also, I'm, you know, for everyone out there listening, I'm I'm assuming the, it works the same for anxiety, right? You tune into where in your body you're feeling anxious or, and the thoughts that come from, you know, I feel like anxiety is such a big part of our society now, right? And um, people always trying to cure anxiety, which is not possible because every day is different and different things will trigger our anxiety, right? It's just more about having the tools of exactly. how, right? Exactly. So you have the mindset, you have the skill set, what do I know how to do? Then you have your toolkit. Now, when anxiety pops up, again, it's kind of like being in the post office. I'm out here. Because this happened, Mm -hmm. I now feel blank. Right. What you can do to support yourself, and again, it's like going to the gym. You don't start lifting a 250-pound weight. Right. What you do first is have an intention. Do I want to work on this before I think about medication or addiction, you know, a distraction, etc. And the way to start working on it is where in my body do I feel it? 
okay, let's say, pretend my throat is closing up. My throat mm-hmm. is closing up. Okay, I feel pain here. What happens in that moment is I'm kind of taken away from that situation and my focus is now here. Right. Lessening the power the anxiety can get to. Mm-hmm. And when I start focusing here, I'll ask myself, okay, what are the thoughts around this? Oh, blank and blank has happened and et cetera, et cetera. Take a breath. What if this is not true? Right. What does it look like if this is not true? Right. Again, it's that push to take you out of that. Mm-hmm. It's, I call them, I call them uh, quicksands. Um, you know, when you sink into a, uh-huh. I think it's quicksand, right? Yes, um, quicksand. <laughs> and the more you move, the deeper you go in. Yes. But if you stay still, you sink slower right. and you have the ability to get yourself out of it. Right. So if you really want to go through the process of start thinking, what if it were not true? Right. How would it look like if this were not true? How would it look like if love were infused in this moment? Mm. And I connect to love. Do I want to connect to love? Because right. sometimes when you're in anger, mm-hmm. you want to feel justified in it. So right. this is where accountability comes into play. Right. Are you willing to take accountability mm. for yourself, for your words, for your actions? Right. That's 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 great. I mean, there's a lot of gems that everyone can take from just that alone and and start figuring that out for themselves and uh you know when any emotion and i always talk about happiness also how does that feel in your body you know we talk about all the negative emotions just to control them but what about happiness right what about joy or or ex- excitement right um because sometimes most people don't get to experience that that extreme happiness, or for me even, um, I'll share like when the first time I had an abundance of gratitude because of, you know, doing this work really filled me and I started crying. I never expected that. (laughs) I never knew that. I never knew that the body, if it was overwhelmed by a happy emotion such as gratitude, that it would just come out through my eyes, just tears flooding out from you know so same experience as when you're so angry those that some of those people that cry when they're angry it's just the 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 overwhelming sensation of that specific emotion it doesn't have to be always negative right um i'm not saying control your happiness (laughs) you know definitely i i what i'm saying is just also know what that feels like right what does that feel like for you and in your body and um, what are the thoughts, right? The same questions that Luz just specified as when you're trying to maintain and control the negative emotions such as anger or anxiety, you know, also question like what are the things that bring you joy and, or, or how do you sustain this feeling, right? Because that's where we, you, that's where we want to be, right? In, in that loving uh, sensation throughout our lives if possible, right? That's what we strive for. Right. Right. So when I when I speak with my clients, for example, and we go through a meditation, mm-hmm. I ask them where would going back to my first intro, uh, you know, sharing, where would you rather be? Would you rather be by the shore on a right. beach? Right. Would you rather be in the mountain in a cabin by a lake surrounded by trees? Would you rather be in the red rock, you know, of, let's say, Arizona? Right. Where do you feel comforted? And so this helps you put yourself into a place where you feel joy, where you feel love, where you feel gratitude. 
Right. And what happens is you're not triggered at this moment. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for you to go there. And it's very important for you to bookmark, you know, place a flag in your mind, in your consciousness. Right. This makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So that supports you when you don't feel so good and something happened in this earth, which it will. So right. it, don't think about the control of taking away all triggers because you never will. Right. Even if you live in a cabin, you know, or a cave <laughs> by yourself, right. the world is going to trigger you. Right. But learn to connect to your happy space. Learn to connect to that space that brings you gratitude. Learn to bring oxygen into your lungs because then you're receiving 100% of love and fulfillment. And if you could see it that way, it really supports you in every moment of your life. Yeah, yeah, I really, I can't agree more. That's that's exactly, that's beautiful said because, you know, bookmarking, right? We just, we just believe that happy moments are fleeting as well and that they'll, they'll come and go or, or barely, you know, or rarely come, right? Um, so when they do come, I, I love that you said that, like bookmark that, bookmark that situation and, or that moment um, because I, I, it, I can see the relation too to the body, right? When you feel happy, I feel like the, your whole body is happy, right? And even tuning into that, like, oh, wow, my whole body is at ease. Uh, my mind is calm. Um, I'm There's a flow. There's right. There's a flow. So you're really receiving from above and it's flowing through you. And so this is why emotional awareness is so important because when you have that mental blockage, when there is an unconscious thought in your head or even conscious, Mm. there is a block, a block here, 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 here. And you go down through the, through your whole body, kind of like the kitchen pipe. And what happens when you have a block? There is no flow. Right. And this is why they talk about disease happening. Right. around certain areas of the mind i mean of the body because of the thought process mm. right it, and when she was saying here she she was pointing out parts of the body that are part of the chakras right for those of you that aren't aware of the chakras i would highly recommend googling it but there are seven of them starting with the crown of your head all the way to the bottom of your uh, what would you call it? your Torso, like where you torso, sit. Right, where you sit, correct. I'm like, I'm trying to bring like the most appropriate word here for that, <laughs> uh, but where you sit, right? So there's seven of them. And, you know, when she was talking about where, is it's specific where, because each chakra is attained to a body part, right? You have your throat chakra, which is obvious, your heart chakra, right? And then as she was saying the solar plexus before, that was your stomach. And there's more. Um, but they're important to know not, you know, even if you don't follow Buddhism, uh, it's still important points of the body that you need to make yourself aware of. That way you're able to make sense of it and digest it within yourself of where you're holding certain emotions. Right, Luz? Correct. So I had a client who came to me because of uh, her relationship she was having issues in relationship and she was so hungry but for sex right she's like, i just need sex i want sex you know we have sex but i want more i want more mm. and sex like with food like with shopping like with gambling it could be um pit, bottomless pit right that can continue and continue and never be fulfilled so where 
where do you have sex? You have sex in your genital area, which is on the bottom of your torso, can near the root chakra. The root chakra, right. So I gave her an assignment where I asked her to put her hands, the palm of her hands, over that area. And since that's the root chakra, the color that correlates with the root chakra is red. Mm -hmm. I asked her to close her eyes and imagine a healthy, beautiful red fulfilling this area. And what I shared with her is because it's the root chakra, somewhere in your life, you don't feel like you're grounded. Mm. You feel like you're in transition. You're moving too much and you want to feel safety, home. These are like the basic functions. Right. And it was true. She had just gotten a divorce. She was in an apartment that was being sold and she couldn't find a new, a new place of living. She was, had bidded on a whole bunch of properties. And this fell in line with the situation that was happening in her life. Mm, right. When she felt grounded again, that was satisfied. Mm. Wow, that is powerful. Yeah, it's funny. The correlations that you don't think go hand in hand, they do. And we think like, oh, you know, for, for, uh, for people who are just starting on this journey, right, you're unconsciously just going through the motions, right? As Luz was saying, we're on autopilot all the time. But when you start to see the synchronicities of your life, right, to the blockages that you have within your body and why you're always triggered by certain uh, emotions, right? And you start putting it together and... You know, obviously, in the beginning, it'll be difficult for you to put that together, but that's why I have this community, right? This is why I have these amazing people on here. So that way you can start to reach out to whomever resonates with you to help you start this path, right? Of Especially if you're someone who wants to, like, for example, this podcast with Luz is she's the expert of emotional intelligence. So if that's something that you truly want to start getting to know that part of yourself, this is someone that you can definitely start following, start maybe even, you know, if you have a question, I always welcome questions. I'm happy to shoot that over to Luz. Um, um, the purpose is to help each other, right? Like she said, we're a team, and a team is here to help each other, no matter what that may be. So for you, if you're in this space where this is somewhere that you want to explore, explore further, you know, I'm, I'm giving you access to all these wonderful human beings that are here to help us create this union, right? As a, as a village that we are together um, to heal, right? And I feel like, um, you know, obviously with you too, Luz, is like all these wonderful healers of the village, right? I'm, I'm kind of announcing as you come in into the village, like, okay, we have Luz, and Luz is great at emotional intelligence and you know whomever else you know it's just kind of introducing everyone uh, one at a time so that way you know the certain parts of you that need help in healing or transforming then you have access to this right um, and there's never you know it's funny because this is something that's always being said there's no stupid question and I feel when it comes to healing every question is welcome right? I feel like anything, anything that you may think frivolous or just random, it isn't. It, it has to do with some part of you that you are having trouble um, unblocking, right? Correct. And within yourself, right? So it's just 
knowing that there's support. I think that's the biggest message I am always going to keep saying is just knowing that you have the support and that you are worthy of being, you know, getting to know yourself, right? Yeah, and I would like to add also that we have between six to 12,000 thoughts a day. Mm. So far, it's been calculated. I don't know if it's more or less. Mm. But out of those six to 12,000 thoughts a day, 80% are negative mm. or repetitive. Mm -hmm. And it makes so much sense. You said we often talk about the fear or the pain or the negative emotions. Yeah. And not so much on the positive because we're shifting. We're shifting our consciousness. We're waking up to light. And remember I talked earlier about breathing. Sometimes when we think we have nothing to be thankful of, I had another friend um, uh, who was talking to me about how their life is going to hell because they're going through a divorce mm -hmm. and they're going through split uh, shared custody. And I said, can you take a breath? And they said, yeah. I said, well, then focus on that for now because our mind can go somewhere. And what I like to think about it is what do you do when you get good news? Mm. You share it. Right. Right. So when you yes. take a deep breath in, what do you do? You exhale it. So you're sharing. You received and you gave. Right. So now you're back to being part of the flow with this world. So it really is about let's start changing our mindset. Right. Right. It's, it's so important. You know, yes, like you said, uh, mostly it's negative, but the shift is happening. And that's why we're all here to support that shift and helping you notice, right, your negative self-talk. Um, it all starts with you. It, everything just starts with you. Your the way you carry yourself, the way you verbalize yourself. And something that you just said kind of triggered... Um, you know, we, when we're happy or we receive good news, we're, we're willing to share it. But the opposite is true, right? When something bad happens to us, we usually retreat, right? We retreat, Retain. we hide it, we don't isolate. share it, right? We isolate. And that's when we need you to share. <laughs> that's mm. when you should share. And, and well, finding those vulnerability people, right, comes right. into play. Are you willing to be vulnerable mm. and share that aspect of yourself. You know, we've lived in a world where disability is to be hidden. Mm -hmm. I had an un a great uncle who was amazing, intelligent, knew five languages, beautiful, and contracted polio back in the day, mm. and then was wheelchair-bound, stayed in his room the rest of his life. I was told this from a, a cousin of mine because I didn't rec I didn't know him. Right. And but now we're celebrating people. We're willing to show our vulnerabilities. We're willing to show where we're not good. Right. Because that's where the magic lies. Mm -hmm. Bring who you are, and I will bring who I am. And this is a giant collaboration of diverse people, diverse knowledge, diverse skills, and you're going to be very surprised to see how this world changes. Right. Right. It's beautiful. And even personally, it's been a hard journey for myself to even be vulnerable. So I understand completely where all of you are coming from and how difficult it is. You know, your environment really affects that. Right. It keeps you in inward. And once I started exploring that part of myself and sharing it with other people, I really uh, to put it into words, it felt like a relief, a sense of relief of A, being heard, and B, feeling supported. 
that I didn't expect. I did not know that was waiting for me when I decided to become vulnerable. Right. And this is one of the things I talk about with EQ Refine, creating safe spaces in the workplace. Mm, right. How many times do you feel safe in work, at work, feeling, oh, I don't really know how to do this, right. or I'm going to be late on the timeline, right. or my partner's not really working with me. Can I say something? Right. Will I be uh, demoted if mm. I share this information? Right. So safe spaces at work, talking about vulnerability, trust, effective communication. And now change it also to clarity with loose at home. Do you feel safe at home to even speak or ask a question of your partner, right. your children? Do they receive you? Are they vulnerable with you? Right. And how do you handle that? Right. So I love this topic because it really is about bringing out your true self, bringing light to those negative thought patterns, right. Right. bringing it out to the open, not keeping it within, but sharing it and right. getting clarity. Right. But I like that you brought that up, a safe spaces, right? Because that also will allow you to become vulnerable. Because if you don't feel safe, you're not. That's well, what's sure. first. Is a space safe for you to be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Or do you create the space by being vulnerable? Ooh, I love that. I love that. Do you create the space by becoming vulnerable? I am going to have to say from my experience, it's both. <laughs> but you do. You really do. I just didn't even put it together until you just said that. Like, wow, when you do open that vulnerability, you do create that safe space for not only for yourself, but for others to, to do it and be vulnerable as well. That is powerful, Luz. I really love that. Yeah, that was truly remarkable. Um, so, so there's a there's an image in my mind, and I wish I, if anybody there knows how to be an animator, I'd give uh -huh. me a call. <laughs> and the vision that I, because I I'm a visual person, and so the vision that I see is there's a turtle right in its shell, in its protective shell, and it kind of peeks its head out to its neighbor turtle, and he says. Someone should say something. And the other turtle in his protective shell is like, yeah, why don't you say something? No, you say it. And then, you know, you say it. Right. And then, you know, I don't want to stick my neck out. Right. Right. And then next, right next to them, you have the giraffe right. <laughs> with his neck out saying, why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> so the idea is we all look different. We all have our protective layering. Mm who is going to begin this conversation right. and who's going to have the courage. So I've hit on a couple key words here, mm -hmm. accountability, intention, awareness, vulnerability, trust, and courage. Mm -hmm. And it takes a team. Again, it takes someone to say, Hey, something's not working here. Right. And then someone else to support and say, what do you mean? But right. we have to be clear. And when we speak this, take out the blame, take out the anger. And let's say if that's the only way you could communicate, then ask, please give me some space because this is the only way I could let this off my chest right, right. now. But right. then be accountable. Are you putting someone else down to make you feel good? Like, are you vomiting <laughs> all over someone else, uh, theoretically, right. to, to give your stomach, uh, you know, some relief? Right. This is where um, a lot of self-reflection comes into play. Right, right. And in your experience, do you tackle or do you teach when you're consulting how to learn to be accountable? 
right? Because that's, that's so important. A lot of people have a hard time with being accountable and seeing the situation for what it truly is versus you are inventing a situation in your mind and kind of like a cognitive dissonance of like you're not putting someone down. You don't want to acknowledge that. You just want to throw up of words of whatever you're feeling, right? So is that something that you um, definitely talk about? For sure, yes. I think that's one of the most important things. One of the skills I also have is I have the ability to, like I said, I'm a visual person. So when we start working together, for example, I retain certain stories that you've told me. Right. And I'm able, and I'll give you an example. Um, and this recently just happened to me where my stepchildren had an interaction with my daughter mm. and they asked her a question. She didn't hear them on her end, but they thought she was ignoring them. Mm. So they were like, they were asking, is there something wrong? Did she upset right. for some reason? Right. Because that would be the assumption. Right. And then what happened is the same situation happened to me where I was communicating and my stepchildren weren't hearing me. And so what was coming into my mind was that they were ignoring me. They're mad at me. They're upset. They're not sharing something. So when I asked them, are you guys upset at me for some reason? I was emotional because in my mind, I'd already been playing this scenario. Right. And they're saying, no, we don't have any problem. And so I said, remember how you felt? So empathy is another big word. Remember mm -hmm. how you felt when my daughter didn't hear you and walked away? That's how I felt. So there can be a commonality. And this is where accountability comes into play very clearly. Oh, okay. So, so I came up with an assumption. You came up with an assumption. This is where clear communication can support right. us. Right, right. That's, that's, that is powerful. That is powerful. Clear communication and regarding, you know, I think even feeling coming back to vulnerability, right, where you're not able to express. I really also loved how you said that if you only know how to express in anger or anxiety or or if you if you need to cry while you're expressing, then do that. You know, just the the goal here is to let it go. Right. Because we hold on to so much. Right. And that pipe that that Luz was talking about will just keep getting clogged and clogged and clogged you're not really processing anything right we're human and we're not superhuman where you know we can just ignore the buildup right that's not possible and might i add mm. it goes beyond ignoring so think of plaque buildup mm, right it builds up literally so you then start creating a wall Mm -hmm. You then start creating illness. You right. then start creating habits right. that don't support your well-being. Mm -hmm. So instead of dealing with, I realized I had that my, one of my clients had an issue. And instead of dealing with the problem, they were eating more sweets. Right. So they were literally putting more sweetness right. into their life because they didn't know how to communicate the need for this. Right. Right, right. So other negative habits occur, which can become addictions, right. which can become deadly, mm -hmm. you know, um, not supporting of you living your best life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so interesting. Again, the correlation, right, between your habits 
and your thoughts and how you're processing your life, if you are processing it at all, right? In this journey, I feel like the listeners that are here are definitely interested in, in wanting to do that, right? To unclog their pipe and how can they start doing that? And also, while you're observing yourself and learning about yourself, I know it's going to be very difficult for most, but try not to judge others, right? As you start to observe their habits, right? Not everyone is prepared to face themselves, so as you're doing it and you start feeling better and feeling great, just know that not everyone is ready to unclog their pipe, you know, sadly, <laughs> you know. I laugh. I laugh when you say that because when I started learning all this, I was so excited and I mm -hmm. couldn't imagine and believe it that I was sharing this information with like everyone. Have you thought about blank, 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 blank? And I got to the point where my sister said, don't share unless they're paying you or they're asking you because right. a lot of people aren't ready to see their S H I T. They're not right. ready to face up to it not or deal with it because right. it brings up a lot of anxiety. But again, it's that chicken or the egg scenario. Mm -hmm. Is it causing anxiety because you know, it's there and you don't want to deal with it or you, because you don't want to deal with it, it's causing more anxiety. Right, right. So it's, it's, I definitely had to mention that because it does happen. It happens to all of us, right? When we become more aware of ourselves, like, ooh, have you, did you, you know, we want to help other people instinctually also as a woman, right? We want to help and give more. Um, but then you do have to understand that this is your personal journey, right? And it's a beautiful journey. And know that by you taking this personal journey of awareness within yourself and and learning about yourself through also emotional intelligence that you alone can affect those around you just by doing the work you know I know you we all want to just help the ones we love right the ones that are sinking and just like look there's no more water that can go through this pipe because it's clogged right but you yourself, you have to be that representation of what you ideally would love to see in your family, let's say. And for right for you as you go into corporate settings to also embody that, right, to show even leaders, right, to, to let them know, like, if you want your employees to be more open, right, to be more of a team, I'm sure that you that's something that you talk about. Um, being that representation, right? Something that I think everyone has heard is um, be the change you want to see in the world, right? By Gandhi. And that's the purpose of that saying is that, that you alone can be that change. And when you become lighter, right? And become brighter, I guarantee that there will be a lot of changes in the people that surround you through doing the work, Right, Luz, I'm sure you've, have you ever, um, when you do corporate setting uh, workshops, have you like followed up or come back to see the change that they've done through your workshops? Yes, in fact, um, we did a workshop um, May 2020, and it was on unconscious bias, exactly what I was talking about, you know, when the with the uh, coronavirus and people were talking about Asian people and Asian hate, et cetera. Right. 
And I got a message a few months ago saying I was part of that workshop and I loved it so much and I convinced my boss mm -hmm. to give this to other people around the world. So I'm actually in the process of now preparing six new talks for people in India and UK and Australia to give them the talk on unconscious bias in a way that helps them reflect in a way that helps them begin that self-awareness right. and accountability and, and, you know, opening up that safe space at right. work. Right. Yeah. That's so important. Uh, the safe space. I feel like safe space is so important at work. Uh, so that way you can start doing all these other things. Cause I don't, you know, being in the corporate setting, I remember never feeling that space being never having a safe space to verbalize but uh, you know part of who I am is to be verbal so it didn't matter I was still verbalized but not everyone is um, that vocal about what's bothering them at work right a lot of people feel guilt shame or don't want to snitch someone out right but if it's bringing negative feelings it needs to be addressed because you should have peace at work as well. And not only that, you look at consequences, results. Mm. What happens when you don't speak in the workplace? Right. You don't want to be there. Right. And when you don't want to be there, you look for a new job. Mm -hmm. So companies have high um, turnover rates right. when their managers and their leaders are not emotionally uh, intelligent when they don't know how to bring the team together mm. as a family. Right. And when you, and you know the difference, you know, when people say, oh, I can't stand working there. So I got another job. Mm -hmm. And then the question is, did you tell HR? No, of course, of course not. I just gave them another reason. I said it was to upskill or to get a new position. Right. Um, but the integrity is missing. Right. So right. all of this has to be part of the procedures and the policies. We come in there with what we know, with mindfulness, and support change in right. the workplace. Right, right. And for those of you that work in small businesses, some and most don't have HR. <laughs> and sadly, you know, if it's not something that you can communicate with the owner, because I feel in a small business, the owner is always around, um, then... I, that's when you can remove yourself, right? And just know that your peace of mind is more important than fighting a battle, a losing battle at that, right? But for a bigger corporations, HR is that support and there for a reason. And, and if you vocalize that, right, uh, Luce, if you vocalize what, what's bothering you or what you feel that you can't say, I'm sure they'll take the right steps to address and help you in creating that safe space, right? And here's the thing. If they don't, because we all have a million and one things on our plate, mm. then show them this website, website, show them this webinar, show them this podcast, right. and help them create the space for what mm. you need. Mm -hmm. For sure. Definitely. Step up. Yes. This is why I also talk about stepping up into your own leadership. Mm -hmm. If you see a lack... That's because you are the one who's there to see the lack. And now what are you going to do about it? Right. Are you going to put it onto someone else? Are you going to say, I have no power? Right. Or are you going to see where you do have a power? Right. Where is your authentic voice? Where right. is your authentic vision? And where right. can you support the development of your idea? For sure. And, and by doing so, you're going to help those that come after you. 
right? That that's gonna be. I love that. I love how you said that. You, if you saw the lack, that was your purpose to see that lack and to point it out and bring it to awareness. And Correct. that way, people that follow you after who come in being hired won't have to deal with that, right? Um, so well, but they'll be dealing with their own. <laughs> this is yeah, where the yeah. comes into play. Right. They're going to be dealing with their own thing and their own vision and their own creation. And this is where we're so, when I talked about being in school, you know, learning to follow, develop your authentic voice, develop your authentic vision. You see something. And what we do on the norm, you know, I'm, I'm always talking about the average, right. um, not the one, the few exceptions. But on average, what we do is we sit back and complain about mm-hmm. leadership or mm-hmm. management. Right. Where are you taking the reins into your own hands and developing a plan? See who you can team up with to develop your vision. And remember, we talked about places in the body. Right. And places in the body, usually for creating and developing and delivering, would be the sacral, right, right below the belly button. Right, right. Yeah, these are wonderful. I mean, Luz definitely gave us a lot today. I mean, a lot. (laughs) I really love all of it. And there's plenty for all of you who are listening or watching to take away from Luz for this conversation today. And, um, you know, as always, I am so ever thankful for your time and, and your knowledge and your wisdom and I really feel like this is a great stepping stone for everyone out there wanting to learn what is emotional intelligence? How is it correlated to mindfulness, right? It's like, that's why I call it a marriage because it's, it's a marriage, it's together. You can't have one without the other. As you become mindful, you start to notice your emotions. And then as you, want, as you start to learn your emotions and become friends with them, you start growing your emotional intelligence you know it's just it's a it's a marriage made in heaven I mean <laughs> so I can't thank you loose enough for coming on and and creating the space for all of us that are needing what you know whenever anyone listens to something it's the right time so if that's you and loose has brought in some some wonderful gems that resonated with you process that let it sit right and just see what comes up practice what she just said about emotions where does it feel like that those are beautiful uh, beginning steps for those of you that are interested in getting to know yourself better um and loose um first where can people find you i was gonna say you know if something resonated with you Mm -hmm. let me know you can find me easily on instagram Mm -hmm. i have two accounts clarity with loose and EQ Refined, where I talk about organizations and businesses and how to create those safe spaces and clarity with Luce on how to create your own wellness. Is it through yourself, through finances, through your relationships, and through your jobs and careers? Find me on Clarity with Luce or EQ Refined on Instagram or the same name with my website, www.clarityluz, at um, dot com or eq refined.com yeah i love it and, it and right there you're giving people options right you can also if you in a corporate setting you can go to your hr and say hey i listened to this woman luz gonzalez who does teach emotional intelligence in corporate settings and 
have her come in and show your team what you just heard today. So it's not limited to personal setting. This is also going to help you in both situations. Um, so finally, Luz, do you have any last words for our listeners today? Yes. Um, how much of our life are we waiting for that thing to happen? And then kind of forget because by the time we reach there, we've already created a new marker and a new marker. And it's like, we're always looking and chasing something. Right. Even I live here in New York and they're all chasing the train. You know, I need to get on that train because it gets me there faster. Right. But we're really not paying attention to here and now and the connection that I can make with you, the connection I can make with myself. Mm. And why am I on this earth? I want to develop myself. Right. I want to really tune into my intuition. I want to connect to multisensory wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, the intelligence out there, and live a more fulfilled life. That's our purpose, really, to be that person that you're meant to be on this earth. So I'll leave you with that. What are you working toward to support you in being your authentic self? Beautiful, beautiful. Um, again, I'm, I'm that person. I think any, any the listeners will start to notice. I, I love just thanking. Thank you. Thank you. Because I am ever so grateful to have you come on. And, you know, for me, you're a sister. So sharing this space with you means the world to me. So thank you, Luz. And um, again, she is within reach. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact her. Thank you all for tuning in. And I'll see you next time. today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aqui on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aqui. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.